Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Ethan, the host of the Three Shows podcast. I just wanted to tell you guys that this episode is going to be a little different in that it's going to be split up into two separate parts. The first part is with Ryan Chaffee again, where we finally discuss the highly recommended by him, Richard Elfman's Forbidden Zone. We also, in honor of the 20th episode, count down the top 20 movies of 2023 so far. And in the latter half of the episode, I'm joined with Matt, where we continue our discussion that I had on the bonus episode and discuss two more basketball movies, Hustle and Hoop Dreams. Enjoy. Ryan. Yes. Are you ready to enter the, the fifth dimension? At the time you made Forbidden Zone, after all these years now that you think about the time that you put into it and making it, did you consider the original release a failure? Um, economically, yes. I mean, it bankrupted me and I lost my house. So I've been telling Ethan to watch this movie for like almost a year now. Yeah. And because... First I off, thought, welcome back. Oh, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate it. I've been wanting Ethan to watch this movie for a very long time now. I believe you mentioned it on the way back in the second episode yeah. of Gallo. Yeah. I, all those hardcore Three Shell podcast fans, if you remember me mentioning The Forbidden Zone back in episode two. I think you mentioned it in all three podcasts. I it's been did. something that you've been hammering it's just, on. It's a movie that it's so unforgettable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This movie's insane, but like, how did you discover it? So my girlfriend showed it to me because she told me that her uh, she's an, she she was uh, an art she was an art major right we just graduated, and uh, her professor told her that her paintings remind him of this movie. Oh wow! Okay. Very like, because a lot of it like psychedelic psychedelic like pat- patterny. Well, it's a lot, and then um, if you notice too. There's a lot of like 30s and 40s feelings in this movie. What do you mean by that? Like it's a, it's a lot like um, this movie's almost like Eraserhead, with um, uh, with um, what's it called? With like Pee Wee's Playhouse. I see. I definitely see the Pee Wee's Playhouse uh, influence here with the sped up dancing and all yeah. that crazy shit. And mm-hmm. like Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was directed by Tim Burton, who I mentioned because. This is the directorial debut of Richard Elfman, who is actually the brother of Danny Elfman, a longtime collaborator of Tim Burton, and who is also in this movie, right? But Danny Elfman, a composer, Mm -hmm. he used to be in a pop group called the Knights. No, wasn't it? um, The Sacred Knights of Oingo Boingo. Uh, I know Oingo Boingo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what it was called. Uh, I wrote it down here. Hold on. The Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingos. Yeah, so that group, they used to, like, put on, like, stage shows and, like, sing and shit like that. And they basically, you know, Danny Elfman didn't want to do that anymore too much. So they this was basically their last big hurrah to that act, basically, this circus act, basically. So th- that, that gives a little bit of context yeah. to what you're watching here. Um, because if you go into this blindly, like I did. I would, yeah. So uh, why kind of blindly? I have the Blu-ray right here, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the Blu-ray, I'm getting all this information from Richard Elfman's commentary track. Oh, the, oh, this commentary track. Yeah, it's there? very interesting. If Richard Elfman and uh, what's his name? Shit, the guy who plays Chicken Boy. Here. Chicken Boy and his twin 
twin brother, twin sister? Yeah, I was very confused <laughs> for the longest time because I thought they were two the same character. Yeah, I think they're twins or um, something. But like the guy who plays that, they're both on a, this commentary track, and it's very interesting. You wanted? Why did you want me to see this? I it, guess because I know you're a big Danny Elfman fan. I am. Yeah, and, and this is like his first movie ever that he's in. The coolest thing I got out of it is seeing just like the little bit of influences and and shit that like caught my ear like listening to it like i'm just gonna jump right into it we'll get into the plot later but when danny elfman is singing his songs yeah uh specifically the one where, that where he goes into hell the devil? yeah he's the devil it sounds a lot like the boogeyman from nightmare on well, Elms. I mean, nightmare know, on Elms and nightmare before christmas well, well that's actually mini the yeah. butcher oh really real, so i was telling you a lot of these songs are parodies and um very related to f- music from like the 30s and 40s okay so that so is song, actually like a an actual song but he changed the lyrics a little bit okay so it's an actual song called mini the moocher like by cap calloway and it's also in um i remember i mentioned uh the blues brothers he he, he performs that song cap calloway in that movie as an older man the blues was, brothers yeah blues brothers. The, he made that song in the 30s and he was like 80 years old in the blues brothers and he performs it but it's a very like 30s and 40s song that was a huge back in the day and yeah. I guess that that it's a lot of these songs in the movie too are like 40s and like different reinterpretations. Okay. Reinterpretations, yeah. I know uh, the Queen song played by I forget her name. She's actually a well-known actor. She's actually an Oscar-nominated actor who well, managed to be in this movie. The King is in James Bond. Yes, he's in. He's he's in one of the. Uh, I think Golden Gun. Yeah, Golden yeah. Gun. Um, here, let me pull up the uh, IMDb for this this film. Oh, so Suzanne Tyrell. Um, her last name's Tyrell. Yeah, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Fat City is the movie that she got nominated in, but um, she wrote her own song. Oh, really? And then my, uh, Danny Elfman composed it. Composed it. Yeah, I like the songs in this. This no, I, I really do. I mean, her song's a little anticlimactic. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, it kind of ends. But like I said, I like the Devil song. The fucking. I think my favorite song is the ABC song. Dude, <laughs> holy okay. Uh, we have to we have to go in order. Yeah. I feel like we I, I think we can't jump all, all over the place. So, I the plot of Forbidden Zone is about the um, what family is this? Uh, I don't remember their no. names. No, oh, they're like a friend. They like, they moved into a new house because it, like yeah. the best story is like there was like a, a crackhead, death, a crackhead clown, yeah, that lived in the house, and then four years later they move in, and. The forbidden zones in their house. Yeah. It's like a, like a fifth it's dimension. Forbidden. Yeah. Don't go into it. Um, we have a quite chaotic dinner scene, or lunch, or I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it is crazy. Like they interrupt each other. They're just spouting a bunch of gibberish. Some of them are lip syncing. That one of them has a horn. Like bonk bonk. The noise effects in this movie are just insane. And the then, whole movie is at a hundred right away. The one girl's French for some reason. Yeah, weird. This movie's fucking weird. I forgot to me- like. I, I I probably should have like mentioned this. Like, this is a, a weird ass. Is this movie. the weirdest movie you talked about on the podcast? Definitely the weirdest movie I talked about on the podcast. Not the weirdest movie I've seen though. What's the weirdest movie you've seen? Mm. Possession, or or Pink Flamingo. I've heard Pink Flamingo, but I've never Pink, seen Pink Flamingo. Legit has a scene where you see a guy's asshole go in and out, and it's it's a singing asshole. Oh, Very nice. disgusting. That's uh. It's it. it Right, she shut that out. It, it, it is uh, 
I'm sorry. It is it is it's far more insane than than Forbidden Zone. But Forbidden Zone is is crazy in a different way. Yeah. It's crazy in a like a like a like drug filled way. Like what is what is even happening? Mm -hmm. Like no I, I would say I would say Pink Flamingo is more like shocking in its grossness and satire and stuff like that. Um, this was just like to me. I just found. Like you said, Eraserhead and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, like yeah. super Lynchian, super weird. Um, have you ever seen any David Lynch movies? I've seen Eraserhead. That's um, my favorite one, to be honest. Definitely the most popular one. Yeah, I've seen. Mahal oh, Mulholland Drive is, is yeah, super I've seen popular. Drive. Did you expect uh, what's his face to show up? Uh, Hannah Montana's. Oh no, no, Billy Ray Cyrus. Ray Cyrus that was the yeah. most. I I still can't believe that. No, cameo. I remember listening to the podcast you had with um Justin and Lily talking about yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus Billy showing Ray up. Cyrus, I'm like, what? Um, that's all you've seen? Yeah, just just those. I little... would see Wild at Heart. It's Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern, mm -hmm. and uh, Nicolas Cage plays a guy, like just, he's just Elvis essentially. Mm -hmm. That's all he is. Um, but I mean, like Eraserhead, like when I, uh, that's another movie that I I can't I don't know how to explain. It's like yeah, well. Okay, I I'm a, I think I'm gonna have to use my notes for this because I every so much shit happens yeah, one by one. There's a lot of shit in this movie. Um, but right off the bat, we get we see blackface. Yeah, and there's a funny thing on the commentary. The first, literally, one of the first things Richard Elfman says is, "So I'm not racist." <laughs> um, he explains that like you know it's just his humor, and he grew up in a poor neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he didn't mean ill intent, but it's still in bad taste, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and it's, it's, it's the '80s too. It's not like yeah. it's. And in in this one, I forgot to mention in this Blu-ray, he has an intro, and he says that he's done some VFX fixing on it. Mm -hmm. So he basically drew George Lucas this, this movie. Really? Yeah, and he fi You know what was the VFX fixing? What did he fix? The blackface. Uh. Uh. There's a clown in the back of the box. Mm -hmm. That's not a clown. In the movie, no, that's a guy in blackface, and then there's a scene where um they're at work. Yeah. One of my favorite dance numbers, to be honest, oh, they're no, really no, good. That's bum, a fire. Bum, bum, oh, it's, it's like a um, conga line. Oh, so what's it called? It's like, uh, Pico and so. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, um, those guys were all in blackface. Yeah. They weren't white. Yeah, they're but like, it looks so weird when they try to color them into like the right skin color yeah because i i've only seen it in color mm -hmm. and like it's hard to tell sometimes like if it's blackface or not because, i would like, say those only those two scenes were the only ones i noticed where like they you, you can see that they tried to they they digitally fixed it into making it their color or a clown's yeah in, in one case it's a very sexual movie too what it's a very sexual movie. oh yeah it's very horny he premiered. He originally premiered this, this these movies in like college campuses because mm. he really couldn't get premiere in real theaters. Obviously, one college campus kicked him out for the movie. Mm. Um, I think it was because it was the racist shit. Yeah. And the uh, one threatened to arson the really? theater if they showed it. So, for the longest time, this movie kind of mm. got pushed out and like, no, it, he was trying to make the next midnight movie like Eraserhead, mm -hmm. like. Plink Flamingos, like Holy Mountain. And it didn't work out for him because they were just threatening him all the time. So the f movie got up into obscurity and, you know, he never he never really, you know, I thought it was a failure until eventually the, the film became a cult classic after a while. And Well, I mean, uh, after, like, Danny Elfman rose yeah, I'm sure I'm, sh I'm sure that that has to do with it, like Danny Elfman becoming more popular and discovering that this is the first movie he's, like, score that he created is, like... 
Yeah, I feel like if he didn't go anywhere after this, we would have been like forgotten about forever. I'm glad it is not because yeah. this is insane. I, I you want to mention all the characters in the Forbidden Zone? We have we mentioned the Queen. Uh, okay, the Queen, the King. You have the Chicken Boy. You have the Chicken Boy is my favorite character. And just like fuck, he's like the way he gets introduced. He's like in a trash can. Yeah, and then he has a uh, twin sister. Yeah. Or is it like a, no, I don't know? It, it's a, a different. It's it's him. It's, it's him, him but like in a twin. different outfit. Um, and then there's like the old man that's like supposed to be the main. Ca- quote-unquote kind of main character the french girl's brother oh the old man the boy scout yeah Yeah. (laughs) um we have french frenchy frenchy yes honestly the only name i remember in the movie um yeah me too i don't remember what's his name i i I, kind of love her fake french accent oh what it's so funny it's so over the top (laughs) fucking butler frog oh and then like there's that one uh woman who's just topless the entire time Oh, the princess. That's the daughter. She just has her boobs out the entire time. The bald men. The bald boxers. I love the... It's so funny. They're also in the ABC song. They're like dressed as girls. Oh, they're the girls? Yeah. And then later on, they do the same thing as the girls' outfit, but they're like... So we're introduced to all the people from the Forbidden Zone. I think we'll, if we forget someone, we'll mention them on the way. Yeah. Um, the school scene, we get uh, introduced quite the quite the characters. Yeah, we have the teacher. Oh, dude, the teacher's makeup. What yeah, the it's... fuck? <laughs> oh, and then we see the, the annoying orange thing with the mouth. Oh, yeah, no, that's the guy with the, with the Mickey Mouse ears. The Mickey Mouse ears, yeah. And the way his mouth moved during yeah. that was fucking bizarre. I mean... Well, then you have the one line of, like, the old guy is, like, um, saying, um, like, uh, F is Fay, da, 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 F-U-C-K, you, 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 freaky Fay, da, 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 fuck you. And then, <laughs> and then Chicken guy, Boy's like, G is gay, 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 And then the commentary track, he's like, Hey Richard, why do you have to say me say all the gay lines and <laughs> shit like that? It's... The ceiling sent the the human ceiling chandelier. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, and, and with the king and the queen's like dinner banquet. Thing. You know he dies. There's uh, one like... moment he dies oh, off screen, yeah, and yeah. It, there's one moment where it's it's him, and then the next day he's like, I don't know what scene it is, but the next day you see him, and he's just like a skeleton he's instead. Skeleton. Well, then the chicken boy dies too. He turns into like a. Like a floating head. That's when I realized it was two different characters. Yeah. Classrooms filled with pimps, uh, Hitler, prostitutes. Um, a caveman. A like... caveman. A mental patient. Uh, there was like also a Hispanic stereotype as yeah. well. There was like the white the white beater and like the buckle down. Yeah, and the guy was like, yeah, he had like spray tan on or something. And during the commentary, this is why I say the commentary is really funny. Yeah. Because during the commentary... Uh, Chicken Boy, the guy who plays Chicken Boy, mentions that a guy had a heart attack on set. Wait, and then really? Richard Elfman corrects him and is like, <clears throat> he had a heart attack after after <laughs> the movie. And I'm like, uh, whoa, I don't... Uh, that's, that's a bizarre story. I forgot to mention, too, they did mention they're making a sequel. Oh, or they're they working on a sequel. Well, when, when did this uh, commentary come out? Oh, they said. I say they said DVD. So I'm guessing that commentary is a lot older like, than that Blu-ray. So, mm-hmm. and they also mentioned they also acknowledged the blackface in the film. 
So I'm thinking it's an older commentary track because they wouldn't have mentioned what, it. Twenty if it years was, ago, yeah, probably. I'm guessing twenty years ago. So I'm guessing that was a fucking joke about making a sequel. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see to see uh, Danny Elfman come back to the screen. Has he been in other movies? You should do. I don't know. Like, he's I, been in uh, Nightmare, of course. Nightmare yeah, he, Before oh, Christmas. He was he's Jack. Jack. Yeah. So, um, but I think I don't think he's he's like in any like in real life movie. You know, like an actual like him in the movie no but there's a casualty the guy just straight up shoots another guy and then um the teacher's like that does it johnny you're going to mr yodel bean's office uh and then frenchie gets into the forbidden zone yes no she like slips into it it's like i wonder what will be under uh, behind that forbidden door and then she (laughs) i told you i love that accent and then it's like she gets swallowed up by the door and it's like intestines, and you get shit out. The animation's sick. Yeah. Um, it's really sick. That's one thing I like. Caught me off guard in the movie is like how good, oh, it's like, really good, animation. and how it meshes in with the rest of the film is really cool. John Motos, that's the animator guy. Mm-hmm. It's all single cell. What happens to her? She gets captured by the king. Oh no, no, no! Like the frog. Oh no! Yeah, the king falls in love with her, and she yeah. wants to marry her. I forgot to mention the queen and the king. Yeah, actually dated in real life. Really? Yeah, I'll mention. Um, I Susan Terrell and Harvey Venchesi. They actually dated in real life. I mean, he's actually French, I think. Yeah, he yeah. he is actually French. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the in ABC dance, the the break dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, actually part of a break dancing group called the Lockers, apparently. Lockers. And um, he fucking kills it. There's mm-hmm. a moment where he does a a split. Wait, he jumps. He jumps like from four feet off. Like he does a split, like off of a desk. Like he jumps off a desk and does a split. It must oh, have yeah. been like four feet in the air or something like that. That's when they're just like saying the whole ABCs. <laughs> I hey. hope he didn't. I hope he didn't hurt himself for this film. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the brothers go in, and then we meet the Jewish guy. Oh, oh, oh the uh, oh the um, the rabbi. Yeah, uh, Herman Bernstein. Yeah. Um, that's rich. That's a. Uh, Richard, um, that's Richard's grandfather. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know I mean, if his just... grandfather agreed for it, but he seems to be in good sport. Um, are the elephants actually Jewish? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I seem to be in good sport. Um, he made that really clear on the soundtrack, on the soundtrack commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite line he says is, "So, what's a nice Jewish boy doing in the sixth dimension?" I wonder what, like, how they came up with all this. Like, like Probably a like a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. Yeah. Well, it's funny how it's originally in black and white. Well, I guess I, the budget I, was no. So I think he had low. trouble with the budget. I think yeah. they sent the film processing like into like Japan or something to get it processed. It's kind of like Clerks, how like people think it's like in black and white as like um, it's aesthetic, like a, aesthetic, but it's like, but it's like, like you can't afford it. Like Kevin Smith couldn't afford. Um, of course, it's in color. I'm glad it's in color now because yeah. I don't think it would be that good in black and white. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, the colors really pop here, and I'm guessing the special. I'm guessing the you know nowadays special effects made it better. Well, yeah, like I would. I'm gonna compare Clerks again. Like this movie in color makes it better, but like, for a movie like Clerks, like if you add color to Clerks, it doesn't really like, add anything, you know. Well, the second one, right? The second one's in color. No, I mean, like the first one though. Like the first one's in black and white. So, I mean, if you... Does it feel different, though? Like, what do you mean? Like, the vibe. The vibe of the two movies. I've honestly only seen the first one of Clerks. But, I mean, I know that the second one is, is, is in color. Oh, then you have the other queen, who's the prisoner. 
Oh, yeah, they discover the other queen, and uh, one of the brothers has the great idea to just instantly hump them. But, like, this movie's so horny, like, every Yeah, time there's just random movie. hookers in the Forbidden Zone just locked up, chained up to, like, like this. These it's like a cave or something. Yeah, it's some kind of... They're, like, chained up to the wall. It's almost like Temple chained of Doom. Chained up to the wall. Yeah! <laughs> in a way, Forbidden Zone is like Temple of Doom. Um, Wait, is Rishi... Is it seen anything, anything else? Richard Elfman? He's made this movie called Shrunken Heads. I've never seen it. Modern Vampires, 1998. Aliens and Clown Geeks. Aliens, Clowns, and Geeks. Just a bunch of B-movies. Yeah. I'm sure it's not as good as this, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and he says he's going to make a second one, but... What the fuck is Aliens, Clowns, and Geeks? That came out 2019. You're making that instead? I mean, at least he's still making movies. Oh, the factory sound. Do you remember that? Oh, the, uh, the yeah. Fact uh, it third, sounded... Third. You, yeah, have you ever heard, uh, seen the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Violet Beauregard song that's like electric, like, funk? Oh. It sounded a lot yeah. like that. It was like... Like a lot of mechanic shit. Oh, you mean like the, um, like when she's like the blueberry? Yeah, when she turns into the blueberry. Yeah, yeah. That, that song that they sing. A gorilla shows up and I think it throws them into the cage, right? That was yeah. before they met the princess. We kind of skipped over that. The actress who plays the ex-queen is also a famous, like, Andy Warhol actress, so... Oh, the ex-clown? Uh, yeah. Oh, the ex- sorry, the ex-queen? We see the frog get some action from the queen. <laughs> no, those are the queen or the princess? Oh, the princess, yeah, that's right. She's never wearing a shirt. Unless she wears a shirt at all in that movie. She's shirtless the entire I time. I don't mind. I just, I don't know, one watching this, I really just got flashes from, like, Tim Burton, early, like, like Tim Burton's movies. I, I, Maybe Tim Burton was inspired by this movie. Probably he was a fan of Elfman, so yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like I, I truly think like Elfman is a big part of, just like Spielberg is a big part of, um, uh, Will Williams is a big part of Spielberg's career. Like yeah, Elfman's Elfman's a big, a big part, part of, of Tim Burton's career. Yeah, the title true. cards in this movie are really cool. Like in the intro and like when they introduce Danny Elfman too, it's like mm -hmm. welcome to the. I don't know what it says, but like as they're walking into the, you know boogeyman layer yeah. it really feels like a nightmare on elm street a nightmare before christmas boogeyman layer that that whole song is so re reminiscent of it well i remember no i actually watched this movie i think um the day after we did or it might have been the same day we did um the episode about house oh really i really wanted to get into like weirder movies and my girlfriend mentioned this movie and we watched it like i think that the same night after <laughs> shadow episode two shadow yeah. gallo but uh yeah Oh, and the last song is great. You know, oh, yeah. I like the last. Oh, song. yeah, it's like oh, everybody. Even like after the queen's dead, she seems like her. She has her tits popping out. Apparently, Jeff Bridges's wife, uh, is in one of the dancers in this. Really? Movie. Yeah, I guess I, I that's what find, they said. Commentary. Oh, they mentioned okay. it. So here's what I think about Forbidden Zone. Okay, okay. insane, crazy, mm -hmm. and I just wouldn't recommend watching it sober. No, this is definitely like a drug cabinet movie. Yeah. Like get your friends, yeah. Sm smoke a joint, you know. Get some chips. No, see, I think it it, tr it transcends the rating system. Like it's probably my my favorite weird movie. That and <laughs> that and House. I I would say I would recommend Pink Flamingos if you like this, but Pink Flamingos is like gross. It's gross. Is it grosser than Racerhead? Yeah, and you know, do you know the infamous dog, dog shit scene? Oh, from what? Oh, you don't. Okay, I'll oh. just keep my mouth shut about that. <laughs> Like, um, pink flamingo? Yes. Pink flamingo? Yes. I probably heard you talk about it on the podcast, right? No, this is the first. I th I believe this is the first time I mentioned it because really? I saw it recently. Oh, okay. Um, I'll have to check it out. 
You don't scare me now. You don't scare me ever. Asking you for mercy or forgiveness no In honor of the 20th episode, yeah. it's been halfway through the year. Here are the best movies so far of 2023. I've seen a lot of movies. Um, how about you? Have you seen anything? Uh, I think so far the best movie of the year is Infinity Pool that I've seen. Yeah, it's up there. I think Oppenheimer might... If, it, if Oppenheimer misses like, expectations, it might beat it, but um, so far it's Infinity Pool for me, number one. I want to give an honorable mention to the Mario movie. Oh, that's a, you know? Honestly, a lot better than I thought it would be. I thought yeah. it would be a lot It's worse. exactly what I thought it was going to be. Uh, it made me want to play the video games, yeah. and that's kind of like what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a commercial. Yeah, pretty, so. pretty much. Susu. That's at number 20. It's about a gold digger in the 1940s uh, in Sweden, I believe. Uh, it takes place in World War II. He finds gold, and the, basically the whole movie is him crossing like a no man's land mm -hmm. to cash in on the gold. Basically, the opening of There Will Be Blood, but he has to go through Nazis instead of carry himself Interesting. through uh, the desert with a broken leg. It's really good. It's kind of a B movie. Uh, it's broken up into chapters, kind of like Tarantino. So if you like Tarantino, especially like Inglorious Bastards, I would recommend it. At number 19, Scream 6. Um, you seen any of the Scream movies? I've seen the first one and the fifth one. Okay. I, know that, I, I haven't seen the... First the, one's the, really good. First you know? one's, yeah, yeah. Dude, first one's classic. I, I love... Um, oh, what's his name? Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he's he, really good. He's, uh, Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it for anyone who doesn't know. Well, I haven't seen Scream yet. I, <laughs> we talked about it in the other podcast with Danny. Danny is a fan of Matthew Lillard, yeah. but somehow doesn't know about he kind of doesn't to, know about him and scream if you know of, what i mean he kind of looks like matthew Lillard when, when he had like the like the, like the, like the, like the hair in high school like yeah the, the, like long hair in high school but yeah matthew Lillard is great um and this is the sixth installment in the franchise uh as far as the sixth installment of a franchise goes it's as good as you can get they're in new york city this time it's the same cast as the fifth one so you have jenna uh, ortega, ortega uh, melissa barrera and um they call themselves the core four mm -hmm. in this movie. It's kind of a cute thing, but I liked it. I'm a fan of the franchise, and this is just another good one in the franchise. So, Renfield. Oh, Renfield. Nicolas Cage I, as a vampire. Was it that good? I saw this. I, I liked the trailer. it. it I, like I thought. Some... I thought it would. It didn't exactly like. It didn't reach its full potential. I, I think like Nicolas Cage is only in it like for twenty minutes. He's not. Uh, he's more of a supporting character. It's more of a. Is he more for, like for the trailer? I think it's more for like, yeah. And he's very expensive too as an actor. So I'm guessing that's why he wasn't it much. But I like him as Dracula. Every time he's Dracula on screen, I love it. But the rest of the movie is kind of iffy. But I'm, I'd am i love seeing Nicolas Cage freak out and shit. So I, I was a big fan of of it, regardless of some of the, you know, shortcomings. Guardians 3 mm. at number 17. I have not seen Guardians um, 3 yet. I mean, I heard it's probably it, the best Marvel movie in a while. It is definitely one of the best Marvel movies in a while, besides Spider-Verse, but that's like different universe or whatever, not MCU. And um, I I like this one. I don't like it as much as the second one or the first one, to be honest with you. I feel like it's too, I don't know, it's too low, it's too small scale, honestly. I know it's emotional. For, for, it's very emotional, and that's where it's, it, it's the strength, but like the conclusion at the end felt very similar to the first one mm -hmm. in, 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 in like it was just a giant space of battle it felt very lazy but i know the one scene of uh, rocket saving the baby raccoon and i know that yeah and i know the second one also ends with a giant space battle but you also have that dynamic with ego and him mm -hmm. fighting it that's uh, that was a great 
I, I love the second one so much. Kurt Russell. Air, mm. number 16. Ben Affleck, we mentioned him before. Uh, it's about, well, check out the bonus episode. We, we reviewed it on the bonus episode, so check that one out. Bo is Afraid. I haven't I heard that one. You Midsummer, uh, oh, is Hereditary, it, is it same director. A24, same director. It has Joaquin Phoenix. Definitely the most bizarre, crazy, insane movie I've seen all year. Hard watch, though. Mm. It's like... If you're having a rough time, if you're like in life, I wouldn't watch it. It's kind of like a lot, you know, um, it's extremely mean to its main character. And I, I think it's a little bit mean-spirited. But it's it's one of the most unique films. I would put this up here with Fantastic Zone as being just outside, like just crazy weird. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot to mention it, but it's one of those movies where it's just like, man. It's three hours long, though. Oh, three so hours. So right. that, that, that's the problem I had with it. It was just way too long. But it is something I'm still sitting with to this day. I'm like, really, I want to do a pot on it. Blackberry, it's a movie about the Blackberry. It's very similar to face, like, uh, social network. Oh, uh, QS is like, 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 the, like the phone. Yeah, it's about the phone. It's yeah. about the making of the Blackberry. I didn't know it was a Canadian thing, but mm. it was about that, uh, how they rose in their late 90s to the early 2000s and how they fell. Once the iPhone came out, it's similar to Social Network, but it's fun. It has Jay, if you know Jay from This Is The End, that guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot his last name, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's directed by, I forget who it is. Oh, Matt Johnson, who is like Andy uh, Seinberg and, 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 uh, and uh, what's his name? From The Social Network. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they had a baby, that's him. Mm -hmm. Like, that guy. Oh, if, you, if, uh, yeah, I definitely see Andy Samberg in that. Andy Samberg and uh, what's his fucking name? What is Mark his name? No, my, uh, Andrew Garfield. Who plays him? Oh, uh, I don't know the actor's name. I know he's because he's also. Uh, How do we not know this guy's Les name? Luther and Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg it's like yeah. if Jesse Eisenberg and um, uh, Andy Samberg had a baby. That guy. Um, I'm not the first one to make that joke, by the way. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons was also a surprise for really? me. I really liked it. And I know it looked really shitty. The trailers looked awful. And that's mm -hmm. why no one watched it. But big surprise for me. I didn't expect it to be that good. It's like Lord of the Rings, but like a parody. Is it like... You know, but, and it, it, but it takes it... Like, the action sequences are serious like Lord of the Rings. They actually shoot on location sometimes. It's actually like... You know, it's it, not just a comedy. Is it kind of like the uh, the newer Jumanji movie? How it's like they're like yeah. in a, the game. Yeah, I would. Like not and real. I kind of like the new Jumanji movies too. I think this one's a little bit better, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Like Chris Pine, I think he's super underrated. Yeah. I think he's great. John Wick Four as twelve. Did you see it? I, I've only seen the first two. Um, nonstop action. One of the, some of the craziest action you will ever see. The step scenes is iconic. Donnie Yen is great. Just. Well, I know Keanu Reeves hasn't really been in a lot of good. Oh, he was in like the shitty Matrix movie last year that nobody watched. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I didn't. I haven't seen the Matrix. Really? No, that's Not only, even the that's first like one? a blind. Yeah, that's a blind spot. Um, Missing. It is a successor to Searching. It the whole movie takes place on a desktop, mm -hmm. and it, it's basically a, a a daughter trying to find her mom after she goes out on a trip with her fiance, and she goes missing. That's mm -hmm. the title. Um, it's a great thriller, um, super creative editing and like just super unique, not too unique. Cause it's been done before. Like unfriended. You've seen that movie. Yeah. Um, it's like that, but it's not like supernatural. And like I said, it was also a successor to another movie called searching before Fun movie sharper, sharper. Uh, it's a great con man movie. 
uh, with Julianne Moore, who I love from Boogie Nights. Um, Classic Julianne Moore. Uh, she's still acting. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Stan is also in it. Um, Justice Smith, who was also in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I really enjoyed it. I went into it blind, and it was it was a really good time. I, I, I liked it. This movie called Linoleum. Linoleum. Uh, I watched it at school. Um, the director came in, Colin West, and did a Q&A thing. I thought it was a touching story about... Um, I don't want to say what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a spoiler, so I won't say what it's about. But it's a touching uh, melodrama. And then 7 and 8, I have two comedies. I might have put these ones too high, but like... I don't know. I We need comedies. When was the last good comedy? You know? Oh, God. Uh, I mean... You can't think, right? I don't... Borat, maybe? Borat 2? Yeah. Um, we talked about this in the Mean Girls, right? Yeah, we Didn't did. we talk about this? Well... There's been two examples of recently of big movies that come out that are comedies that I quite enjoyed and thought they were funny. Uh, no Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. It's about like she she gets hired by this kid's parents to break out of his shell, quote unquote, date him, quote unquote. Uh, um, it and it leads to a lot of com- comedic uh, you know instances. Just some people are saying it's like oh it's grooming. Mm. Shut the fuck up! It's a comedy. Shut the fuck up. Oh, speaking of uh, grooming, did you see that uh, Colleen Ballinger song? What? Have you seen the Colleen Ballinger apology video? Oh, yeah, I did see yeah. that. I didn't know that was like Jenna Marbles or whatever her name. Not Jenna Marbles. No, no, Col- Marina Sings. Marina Sings. I didn't know that was her. Yeah. Like, I, I knew that girl looked familiar. I was yeah. like, it's she definitely looks one of the weirdest apologies you could ever make. It's weird because that's like a older youtuber yeah we, to say like that was, around, that was that was yeah when we that was were a, like yeah. in elementary school she was married to saints and then joyride which is another fun one that's actually really touching towards the third act that i really enjoyed um is a dramatic movie with tiana taylor are you familiar with her music um kanye and the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh she made she was one of the albums that come out during that five time the wyoming mm-hmm. sessions yeah yeah, um, she, I mean, yeah he, he produced that one um she's in a drama about a a mother who recently uh, got out of jail and is trying to reconnect with her uh, son. It's really touching. It's a, it's a New York story, so I like New York stories. All right, Post Ethan here. I just wanted to say the title of the film because I forgot to mention it here. It is 1001. It's really good. Check it out. Wes Anderson's Astro City was great, and it's like top five for me. Mm. I'm, we're at five. Fantastic Mr. Foss probably like my favorite uh, my favorite stop-motion movie kind of got popular now with like that trend with tiktok like yeah. oh my life is a wes anderson movie mm-hmm. you, i'm sure you've seen no I, I i've seen a bunch of wes anderson movies stop being no one past lives is another great one a24 film it's about um it's like a great immigrant story about like a pair of friends who have to split apart after you know eventually immigrating to the u.s and then they reconnect with facebook and then they reconnect again it's, it's a really touching film. It's very quiet, though, that, mm. you know, it's a little bit harder to recommend to the uh, typical movie yeah, over. Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse yeah. says number three. Um, fuck, man. Mm. If this wasn't the part one, this would be number one. But I have to see how it ends. Mm. I can't, I, like, it's hard to, like, judge it as the best movie of the year because there's a whole other... When's the next one coming out? I don't know. I don't know. They say 2024, but then there's reports that, like, They've been worked to death, and they're definitely not going to be finished until yeah. 2025, well, so them, I don't know. It took them how many years? Um, Five years since the first one? Yeah. yeah. So I, another five years, man? I would be fucking 26, <laughs> man. I don't, ugh. When that movie comes out, yikes. Mm. 
Infinity Pool, number two. I fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. Talked about it on the podcast. Mia Joss kills that movie. Yeah. Um, I think episode 12, we talked about it. Jamesy! Um, yeah. She's very memorable. It's a, it's not for everyone. I'll be honest with you. It's very weird. Definitely another weird movie on the list, along with Bo is Afraid. But, um, and my number one movie, who it's probably a movie you haven't heard of, mm-hmm. is the title is very uh, aggressive. Okay. How to blow up a pipeline. Okay. <laughs> this movie is an environmental heist movie. It is about a group of environmental terrorists. That's what they are. But honestly, environmental terrorists. It, it it's it's for people people who do acts of not acts of violence like property damage mm-hmm. in service of you know the environment so like i'm gonna slash your tires because fuck you i'm I, you're you're driving a car that type that's the type of like that's the type of people some of these people are in this group mm-hmm. but um and what's interesting is a lot of them have certain um lines that they won't cross and it, you see that that dynamic but the whole thing is about a group of environmental terrorists uh, it's a heist movie about them attempting to blow up a pipeline for for the the town to wake up and and, and acknowledge that like hey you know we should do something about it and it, it's it's a great heist movie mm. not only it's it 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 somehow manages to get its incre- it, it is very preachy but it manages to get its message across and be entertaining at the same time this is edge of your seat like entertainment man like i it, I if you've seen Ocean's Eleven, yeah, it's very inspired by Ocean's Eleven. Very inspired by the Safties. I love the camera work here; it's so good, and the twist at the end. There's a twist that they there's a, a gotcha thing mm-hmm. with the with the, the whole heist that is like oh, mind blowing. And I love the way they use the flashbacks in this film. It's it's great. It's the one. It is the movie that made me feel like excited about the movies this year. One of the only ones. Um, but I'll be honest; it's been kind of a rough year. It's been kind of a mid year. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's my top 10, 20 movies of the year. Um, Chaffee, like at least for this segment of the show. Um, thank you for joining me. Of course, and always, uh, man, always. And for next episode, you're gonna join me for Dial of Destiny, right? Dial of Destiny, we'll, Jaws. Maybe we'll jump. Well, twenty one, twenty one. You know, twenty one. Yes, for episode twenty one, twenty one Jump Street yeah. and Jaws, right? Yeah. Jaws. Okay. All right. I'll see you then. Yeah, and. Uh, I hope you enjoy uh, the little extras that I had mm-hmm. with uh, Matt. Hustle, an Adam Sandler film. I guess I can ask you, what is your like? What is your opinion on Adam Sandler as a whole? Because I know he's a very polarizing uh, comedian. Yeah, I, I'm not really the biggest fan of his. I, I enjoy Grown Ups and. Okay. Um, is it because of the finale with the basketball scene? <laughs> no, honestly, I think it's just amplified by that whole cast, and I, I think they do the comedic jokes like in the in that movie is pretty good. But um, what's his other big movies? I'm blanking. Waterboy. Um, um I don't even know why I said Waterboy uh, first, but Billy Madison, Happy uh, Gilmore. Happy, Happy Gilmore. That's what I was yeah. trying to think of. Yeah, I like Happy Gilmore quite. A I bit. like Happy yeah, Gilmore yeah, too. Yeah. Big Daddy, I like too. That's yeah, that, yeah. that 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 one. I have a soft spot for. Mm. Um, he's he. In my opinion, I think he is very underrated as an actor. And I think he is, like, so charismatic when he wants to be. You know, mm-hmm. he could really just be... He could really make you feel something. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Punch Drunk Love. No. But, man, that is, like... 
is one of my favorite performances I've ever seen from anyone. Mm. It's truly amazing. And like you you see shimmers of it in his comedies, you know, little shimmers of like just like I don't know this this like vulnerableness and like just like I don't know, he's very wholesome. He's like a very wholesome guy it seems like even though like even the shitty movies are just like I don't know, I can't get mad at him. <laughs> like it seems like you're just having a good time, man, whatever. But this movie is stands out because it's not a comedy. Well, at least not directly a comedy. And um, it's a basketball movie. It's a sports drama, really. And it's funny because he is like a fan of basketball. Uncut Gems, and I mentioned Grown Ups before, but like he, he, has, he has a history of liking basketball. He is a Knicks fan, mm -hmm. too. So Hustle is about a, uh, a scout from the 76ers, right? Yeah. Okay, first off, well, he, he, his boss promotes him to assistant coach. And then he dies... His son takes over and um, he assigns him to be a scout again and, and search for the new player because the 76ers are falling apart. He finds this, I forget it, Bo, I think his name is? Bo Cruz. Yeah. Bo Cruz uh, from Spain. And um, it doesn't work out with the 76ers. And then I'm going through the whole plot again. But the basic plot is he finds this guy and he tries to get him drafted into the NBA. What are your expectations on, on Hustle? And what do you think about it? I, I don't really think I had any expectations. I I knew my parents watched it and like from what I saw, like there was like a lot of current players and like just NBA like staff in it. So I was kind of looking forward to that, like because mm -hmm. I you know actually like know these people. But yeah, um, I see. I, I I don't. It went over my head. <laughs> I know the, um one of the guys that was a uh, a harassing bow. He was he's one of the players, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Who's he, that? Uh, Anthony Edwards, and he, Anthony Edwards, he was only okay. drafted like two. He was in the twenty twenty draft. He was the first pick, so he's like really young. He like just came in the league, so, and he we'll talk about him a bit. But he's like his performance, like really, like I thought it was really good. Um, like, but yeah, it's interesting. Is Bo a real athlete in the NBA? Yeah, he's not. He's on the actually. He used to be on the Nuggets for a while. Okay. Denver Nuggets. I looked up. Apparently, he's on the Raptors now. But yeah, he's not really like a. A great player. Um, yeah, no, he's like a third stringer, fourth stringer. Yeah. But he's pretty good acting here. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I was surprised. He has to like carry a, a good chunk of the film, yeah. like, like the drama of the film. And I think he he has great chemistry with Adam Sandler. Like I think they make a great pair. I saw this a while back, and I I I just I just I want to see more of this from Adam Sandler. Just like more serious, more just real movies. You know that 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 like. That are good, you know. Yeah, not, yeah. not to say that his his recent comedies just are not, they're hit or miss. Mm. You know, they're hit or miss for me, and there are a lot. Most of the time, they're misses for a lot of people. But and it, and this movie's funny as well. Like I I like that aspect too. It does have some funny moments. I believe mm. he I forget he facetimes one of a, of a basketball player, a famous basketball player. Right, Dirk. Yeah, Dirk. Yeah. yeah. And um, what's you call it? He's like. Uh, say hi to your grandma for me. He's like, my grandma died. He's like, all right, I forgot you told me about that. And just hangs them up on him. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that type of humor I, I, I fucking love. Um, there's other moments like that too. Um, what other like what other players did you notice in the cast? Or what other like sports cameos? Oh, um... Uh... I wanted to say uh, Adam Sandler, another example of him being a big basketball fan, Shaq is in like a lot of his movies. <laughs> he's um, in Grown Ups too. He's in that blended movie, and mm -hmm. I, th I think he's in a few others. Oh, okay, I haven't seen that many Adam Sandler movies. Now that I think about it, but yeah, uh, but yeah, in this movie, yeah, there was a lot. Like towards the end, when they were doing those like open runs, uh, 
Trey Young, uh, he's on the Hawks. Uh, Aaron Gordon is on the Nuggets, and Chris Middleton. Yeah, there there was a lot, and then uh, Doc Rivers, the actual. Well, he actually just got fired recently. Really? But he was the actual coach for the Sixers. So that's kind of cool. Okay. That he was in this movie too, coaching the Sixers. But yeah, but um, Anthony Edwards. I want to go back to him. He uh, he. I feel like did such a good job of making you not like like him and actually yeah. like i was not right? like, mad when bo like uh at the combine when bo like literally looked like he was gonna punch him like dude that like i can't get over like I it's was, real though it's like yeah. such i you know why because he probably has either done that to people or has been has been the receiving end of that and like yeah. put that into his character um mm-hmm. it's really good acting i don't know yeah. it's really it's not re- I guess it's not really good acting because he is like a basketball player and he, he is playing a basketball yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like it works. Like it works mm-hmm. to cast him as as the antagonist of the film. Yeah. Um Queen Latifah. Unexpected pairing with Adam Sandler. I think they have chemistry too. Yeah, I was kinda like uh, I, I'm not a big Queen Latifah fan, but I was yeah, no, it definitely I thought the family was wholesome and I am biased. I did like how the daughter was a filmmaker. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's and I, it is cool how they put that into the story. Um, they make a reel to get him notice into the oh, draft. Oh yeah, 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 that was cool. Yeah. Um, when they introduce her, they she said, "Uh, can you give me a ride to the Evil Dead screening at a cemetery?" <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. What? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he has another one coming up about uh sports cards with the Safdie brothers, oh. uh sports card betting. Hmm. um it's rumored that ben affleck's also in it too you gotta watch uncut gems man yeah i'm kind of that one is that one is 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 actually like this is a good film but i will say it is by the numbers it is very generic it is like very rocky inspired Mm -hmm. like very underdog wins um if you like basketball that's the plus you know you get Mm -hmm. to watch the game like really in in depth um in this film and like but, but what was i saying oh uncut gems it's not about basketball, but the, one of the main characters, um, shit, I am blanking on Celtics player. It was Kevin Garnett. Kevin right? Garnett, yeah, yes, yeah. holy shit. I so can't believe I forgot his name. Kevin Garnett is actually like a big, big um, Char- role character in the movie, and it's like, it's so good. Cool. Adam Sandler, is this a renaissance for him? Is this a <laughs> renaissance for him? I hope. I hope. Um, I'm going to give it a middle shelf. Like mm-hmm. I said before, it is kind of by the numbers you do know that he he will make it it is kind of cool to see like them split up at the end though like it is not like oh they 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 went they're gonna they're gonna keep on coaching together they are doing their own thing kind of like how life is you know yeah at the end of the day this industry the the a lot of industries honestly there's a it's a lot of hellos and goodbyes you know you only work with people for it's a it's an industry where you work with people for a long amount of time and then eventually you just gotta say bye you know yeah um yeah. sure how that's how coaches feel when the players get drafted and stuff like that or they move on to the we'll, we'll get to it but like the the, the hoop dreams really covers that really well mm. um yeah what do you think i i'm gonna not to copy but i, I think i'm gonna go middle yeah. shelf also i did really like it but now like having processed it and given some time it has kind of dropped a little bit for me to where like yeah it is like very generic and it did to me it flew by but in my opinion it wasn't like a good kind of flown by like i was so entertained it was kind of like 
there wasn't enough originality uh, mm-hmm. in like the story and everything. But um, I think it's carried by like the character, like not the characters, but the acting and the performances. You know, yeah, I think yeah. it really is carried by like Adam Sandler, their chemistry together, and. I just I really like the I really like those two together. It's really good chemistry. Um, yeah. Um, it, another thing that was very rock inspired that whole march thing, the whole race to the top. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, I said Rocky. This takes place in Philadelphia. This is so Rocky inspired. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, one other thing I wanted to bring up in the movie. There's a lot of like product placement when he's like, it going from like country to country like scouting and he's like eating all this fast food i thought that was gonna come back i thought he was gonna have like heart problems or something <laughs> like some some like 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 you know second act like dramatic thing where like oh you're gonna die soon or something that never comes back he just eats junk food that's just a part of his character yeah and i i found it so weird how Bo's character is like i understand he doesn't want to get fat but remember the part where he's like eating one bite of like so many different like kind of food? oh yeah oh it's just like what what like i i know he says why but it's just like i, I just found that so odd like okay. uh, he is he is from like yeah. poverty he doesn't understand i guess like yeah you can uh, i don't know i don't know yeah we can get to our third movie a real doozy here <laughs> uh <sighs> three-hour documentary hoop dreams i this to be honest with you before I, when i recommended this to you i didn't watch it this has been this was something on my list that I was meaning to watch. Honestly, Matt, thank you for watching the three hour documentary, even though it is about basketball, and I, I think it would have interest you. You did watch the Last Dance, and that's mm-hmm. more than three hours. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hoop Dreams follows Will and Arthur from Chicago, I think, right? Yeah, but it's about Arthur and Will, and it follows basically their high school years of uh, of basketball. Uh, basketball like sports you may say okay why is it three hours then how why is that like that doesn't sound dramatic at all but like it is very dramatic and it is very like first off these kids are from poverty the they come from the ghetto they come from like bad neighborhoods um matt what did you think about hoop dreams it was so like i'm really at a loss for words and like this how good it is it's following their lives i think it really makes you realize like i feel like with sports you always hear about oh yeah this player came from like nothing and then like how much he's achieved and i feel like you don't really realize it until like watching something like this actually seeing it like day to day like um it doesn't sink in when you just see a documentary yeah. it's, it, it's it goes over their childhood in like five seconds you know yeah like arthur's family like how they were like lived like a couple days straight with the lights out and everything mm-hmm. and like his dad was doing like he literally saw his dad make like a drug deal or like it's just, yeah and they caught that on film it's crazy yeah and i can't get over how they filmed like inside like these high school practices like how they're allowed to do that but yeah um yeah no I, I think the filmmakers were from ucla because it did say in the beginning of it like this was like archived in ucla ucla film vote so mm. i probably should have did my research but they this probably was like film students um in like ucla probably found this and wanted to make a documentary probably like a film project yeah it because like i you always like i said you always hear stories about like i'll come from like rags to riches stories but like you're there you're you're living their day-to-day lives um i want since this is such a long movie i wanted to go over like each each year of their lives just to go over like what they did because i this is 
this movie is structured perfectly how like they go through each year it go it, like this they spend a perfect amount of time in each year yeah yeah um and it honestly gets more and more dramatic as each year <laughs> goes on kind of like how high school is you know um and it's it's it's, it's funny too like they seem so happy in, in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> they seem so happy to be like accepted into like a, a high school sports team. Little do they know yeah. all the difficulties they have uh, ahead of them. Yeah, I think the weakest part is the freshman year part because it's really not that interesting. It's just them getting accepted into college and like I say weakest part is the documentary. So I'm, I'm judging it like <laughs> it's a storyline, but like it is the least interesting part of the story because it is how they got how they started, you know, yeah, playing ball and stuff like that. Um, and then once we get into the sophomore year, already Arthur, <laughs> Arthur is 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 done with uh Saint John's, right? It's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Saint Joseph. Saint Joseph's. Saint, I keep forgetting. It's okay. Uh, Saint Joseph's. Um, he can't he can't afford it anymore, so he gets put in uh regular school, and yeah. um, and it it seems it's on at first it seems like oh that's a bad thing for him it's like it's not going to work out for him he's not getting the recognition he's not going to get the spotlight because he's not playing at a catholic school you know um a school with money um meanwhile will is striving he's uh he, he's he's you know he, he he's he's winning games he's he's on the varsity team you know getting all these d1 scholarships <laughs> it's funny there's a scene where like the mom is going through the mail and she's like humble bragging like oh my god look at all these flutters oh my god it's such a hassle and you, you get to see like the, the subtle smile on her face um also Ar uh arthur's uh, arthur's arthur's dad leaves he gets fired uh from all his jobs and he is a drug addict too um and he leaves the family at this point of his life so it's just like really it, like all of a sudden it just like really goes bad for for um arthur uh we meet uh Will's brother Curtis, who used to play, I kind I kind of felt bad for this character. This is like the most heartbreaking character. When I I don't know for some reason, no, I I, I don't. The mom is the most uh, Arthur's mom is the most heartbreaking. Oh. Yeah. Um. But um, Chris, uh, Will's Will's uh, brother, uh, he works at um, I think he works at police. He like parking tickets. Security guard. Security guard. Said, yeah. Um, and what's interesting about him is he used to play ball. Um, but really just you know didn't have the guidance and was really just like a hothead and really didn't you know live up to anything and um what i find interesting about his character is his character what i find interesting <laughs> about him is he 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 doesn't want that for his brother he he's trying to like vicariously live uh this life this 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 basketball life with his brother you could see scenes where he's talking about scholarships and he's like right on that his shoulder like it looks like he's making the decision to to, to leave uh to leave home and not uh will. I just like the uh, ensemble that they the, the subjects that they cover. I like the coach of St. John's. Yes, yeah. You could he, he you could just he's the reason why you could see why Will just didn't want to play ball anymore because he was kind of hard. He is he's like, have you ever seen Whiplash? Oh no. He reminded me of uh, a a little less harsh than him. Uh, but um. Uh, J.K. Simmons' character from from Whiplash, he just like, you know, the hard head like, and and at the end he 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 tries he just he like really tries to justify like this is at the end you're gonna come back in four years and you're gonna you're gonna know I was right. So you should have been happy and enthusiastic about doing your punishment. 
But someday you're going to learn that uh, everything that was done was for your benefit so that you can come back four years from now and say, Coach, you were right. Junior year. Things even get even worse for Arthur. Now they're on welfare, and that's when uh, the, the gas goes out, and they're, they're, um, yeah. Will's knee gets fucked up. And that's kind of like the turning point of like the whole the whole the whole thing mm-hmm. um and it, it's kind of like a story that happens a lot in basketball unfortunately is yeah. like the injury that just completely flusters yep. their career you know yeah i kind of got nostalgic when i saw arthur uh working at uh pizza hut uh... i miss pizza hut man <laughs> at least the way the pizza hut looked in the film um remember the pizza hut on nine yes, yes r.i.p it... Yeah. Oh, Spike Lee, another Knicks fan. Yes, um, yes, big one. Yeah. Makes a cameo. Um, he's at that Nike camp. That Nike camp seems crazy. <laughs> it seems intense. Yeah. I I get what they're trying to do because college, like balancing college and 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 grades and like in sports is a lot. But damn, like some of these guys are really fucking corny. <laughs> like the guy in the beginning. Do you remember him? You should feel like a million dollars. You should feel so special. You are one of a hundred of the best high school players in this country, the United States. My mother, God bless her, she's in heaven today. She's always said to me, this America. You can make something of your life. It, it, it gets the drama of like doing good on a test perfectly. Like you remember. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. remember like just like anticipating like good grades for the SATs or like a really big final like it took me back. It kind of took this movie kind of took me back to high school and like yeah. the anxiety I would have for some of these tests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the meetings you would have here with your guidance counselors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> imagine that someone with a camera just filming the whole interaction. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. oh, yeah. I'm glad those two days are gone. Yeah. Okay, I guess we can go to the senior year. Will signs with a uh, with a college. He could do that easily because he is, you know, from saint joseph so yeah, like the, yeah. the scholar the scouts are watching him yeah the mother gets the nurse certification yeah, yeah that was like probably like i almost teared up when she when she got that that was really emotional and i wanted to bring up like how arthur's mother i i, I said mother but author arthur's mother uh probably the most heartbreaking character out of out of, out of the bunch you yeah. know like you said it like starts good like with her too and then it just seems like her, her slowly... hopes are so good like yeah. she is so, like in the beginning she's yeah. like i know my my my, my uh, son is gonna be a basketball yeah. i just know it yeah yeah <laughs> and like she goes through the ringer through this this movie mm-hmm. yeah as a documentarian just being one of those people, I, I, I would feel kind of bad just like filming this. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 I know. Um, just showing up every day and it's just like, oh, things aren't better. Yeah. <laughs> she does She does uh, acknowledge uh, the documentaries a few times. They asked one point, uh, Arthur, uh, like, what is he writing? And he like, doesn't want to share it. I, I like that moment there. Mm. Will kind of ends his high school career on a, like a, a kind of bummer note. They... Uh, they have the worst playoff finish out of the four years he's there, and he's a senior. Yeah, so that sucks. Yeah, um, I wanted to go to college after. Yeah, I wanted to bring up some of the some of the 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 way, some of the ways they highlight the games is super dramatic. Mm. Like, will he make this shot? And then he doesn't. Uh, like, there's a free. Do you remember the free throw moment? Um, when he was playing junior, I think it was I believe it was junior year playoffs. Um, he has to make these two playoff. Uh, he has to make this these two uh free show shots. And he doesn't make them. 
and it's I just think that devastating. Was senior, yeah. Oh, was it senior year? Yeah, because I don't think I remember that in junior year. But um, they all kind of get mixed up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, sometimes. no, I know the game mean. specifically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was one in this uh, junior year or sophomore year too, like where they were like down two points and like William dropped like. I don't know, like 19 points in like the second half or something. And then they like proceed to miss the shot. And then like, uh, it was against that dude. He was like six, nine. I forgot uh, his name, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, it's just so interesting to see like these two characters. It starts off bad with Arthur and then it goes good for him at the end. And then will, it starts off really good for him. And then it kind of ends off on a fluster. Surprisingly, will has a child, <laughs> They kind of just dropped that in the documentary out of nowhere, kind of like how he did with his coach when he said that. I, I love the story when he when he uh, he shares that he shared it with his coach, and he's like, "How long has this been going on for? Like four months? <laughs> like you tell you tell your coach you have a kid like four four months after you you have it? Crazy. I can't imagine having a kid, a teenager, yeah, right. while playing basketball too. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's just." It, it, it kind of stressed me out just watching these people go through their lives, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, we have to really be thankful for, yeah, like what we have. I What I like about this documentary, too, it, it highlights kind of, like, the flawed nature of, like, the sport and how we recruit people, mm. you know? Um, it's kind of exploitative, like, just, like, we'll, we'll pay you only if we really, 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 really know you're going to be something good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it just, I don't know. It Maybe it's... I don't know. I don't know much about the game, but maybe it's changed since the 90s. This makes a good period piece, this movie, I would say. You know, it's cool seeing like just the 90s vibe. What Matt, what did you think about the documentary? Yeah, the whole? Um, yeah no, I, it's definitely one I, I want to watch a second time. But like, yeah, it's about basketball, but also just giving that aspect of like their daily lives in addition really, uh, really makes you realize like this is more than like just a game like oh i'm gonna watch the game tonight like it's more than it really brings you into the players uh it has like, to because it's yeah. like the only footage you're getting from most of these games is the uh, raw footage because they're high school games like, yeah yeah recording it you do see some televised footage at the end with arthur who does make it all the way they finished third his his uh his mm. i forget what uh the school was called but the, he finished he finishes third in the states that's crazy and they, yeah. he beats I remember uh, before they even make it to states, they uh, he beats the the city championship, the, this team called the Kings, and they have like these seven foot like they have like these seven foot like high school players. I'm like, damn, like I, I don't like how the I don't know. It was just crazy yeah, to see yeah, that yeah. Um, these like high school like these seventeen year olds. They look like fucking like grown men. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. And then what's cool is like the finale is not the games. The finale is them graduating honestly mm. and i think it's supposed to like signify like maybe this game kept them out of the streets you know maybe this game kept them in school kept them on the right path because school sucks mm -hmm. no one likes school yeah we have we have to find a reason to like go to school i feel like i like everyone should find a reason to go to school and i feel like sports is sports and extracurricular activities is essential for enjoying school in my opinion mm -hmm. at least that as a as a as someone who did high school sports in, in in high school it really benefits your experience so any listeners out there who have not joined high have not been in high school yet or or in high school and not enjoying it join a sport it really helps with like you being engaged in in everyday like school life honestly and mm -hmm. 
I feel like that the game that's the game helped them to be on track because it motivated them to do well in school because they for them to keep playing, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And ultimately that is the goal of a lot of these um uh, these schools, but unfortunately, you know, money is behind it all sometimes. Yeah. And it's kind of like how it starts too, like William and uh, Arthur, they both talk about like that their dream is to play in the nba like play Mm -hmm. professionally someday so like just having that dream like having something uh you're passionate about yeah is so important like uh i think it's arthur's mom in in, like the first hour of the film she says like there's nothing there's no uh she was constructive but whatever she's Mm -hmm. like there's no playgrounds there's nothing for them to do like no wonder people fall into gangs and things like that so like for these two like kids to see like that they had this passion like i'm sure yeah it helped them stay out of the streets and to be you know better people like um so yeah like to off of what ethan said yeah definitely um anyone in high school definitely look into doing a high school sport because yeah it's it's only going to help you like socially but also like something to look forward to every day because yeah if you're just purely like classes like gonna be fucking miserable i can't i can't even imagine 100 percent. so yeah um and that goes for college too. Like, try to find like something to do in college, it's like a hobby or something. It doesn't have to necessarily do with like in school shit, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's always fun to find something you're passionate about. Um, the ending, uh, where they go on from now. Um, Will, like I said, ends up in college. Um, it says in the at the end that he does eventually drop out and drops out of the basketball league, but then gets back into the game and finishes off his uh college career playing ball again um that would have been interesting to see like documented but yeah. i guess they, they wanted the film to end when they graduated high school yeah yeah um arthur it's crazy his college has a basketball house not dorms so yeah. all the basketball players like live in the house and it's like a <laughs> shitty ass house too like that's terrible like what yeah it probably smells like a locker room 24 7 i'm not surprised yeah. the i mean i am not surprised that the school was in the south <laughs> god damn like that's crazy i've never seen that in my life um and they said uh seven out of the uh, six out of the seven black students in that school live in that basketball house so i could imagine who's the one black student who's not that you would definitely feel like an outsider arthur uh continues playing ball and he does get accepted into uh, a college. And then, you know, it says in the in the documentary, he strives. He's playing his third year in college, right, as of the documentary. Yeah. And um, his he has dreams of making the NBA. Spoiler alert, he doesn't make it the NBA. Wah, wah. Where are they now? Well, they're in a similar situation we are in. They have a podcast. <laughs> Both of them. They have a podcast together. One other thing I wanted to say, it's pretty sad, but... Uh, Arthur does get mugged and robbed. They bring it up at in the towards the end of the series, uh, towards the end of the movie, and um, his dad does eventually get shot and died from a robbery. Not from him. He gets robbed and gets shot. But like it's just yeah. kind of eerie to see in the documentary uh, something happen and then f- future events something similar happens and it results in a death. This is just a, a incredible documentary, and mm. I've only watched a few like. I've only watched a few documentaries in my life. Like, I, I really should get into more documentaries and more, like, professional documentaries, not, like, the sh- shitty shit you see on Netflix and stuff like that. Because 
man, the ones I watched, they're really good. Uh, there's one called American Movie. Uh, we covered on the 12th episode. Um, it's about a, uh, an expiring filmmaker from Minnesota from the 90s. And uh, I think he's from, no, Wisconsin. He's, he's, he's from Wisconsin, I think, because uh, he has like a Packers thing. But anyway, um, that that's a, another great documentary that I highly recommend. Um, and maybe we'll cover more on the podcast. Who knows? I, I want to get more into documentaries. Um, I'm giving this a glass case. This is an amazing movie. And I think it, the length is warranted, honestly. Mm. Like I, I wouldn't cut anything out of, out of the documentary. The length really brings home the ending. Because you've spent so much time with with these two uh, with these two kids who just you know their drive was to play the game um, until it wasn't for uh, Will at least that was just the most upsetting thing about the documentary to me. Everything else I was like, okay, sure he didn't make the the NBA, but like realistically he wasn't like like statistically like I know that's just such a hard thing to do in especially the NBA yeah more yeah. than any other sport mm-hmm. just because like the amount of players that are on the team um but it's just sad to see like Will just like even before he even makes it even before he he doesn't even try you know like like uh like Arthur did his his just Will just completely got sucked out because of I think his coach his mm-hmm. coach and and just like that that school this coach really? yeah, demanded a lot of him, like was really hard on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a glass case as well. I granted I haven't seen many documentaries, but this felt like something unique, like something I have not seen before. Like I'm usually not someone that likes. Obviously, it's not reality TV, but like I mean, it is. But it is. Like, yeah. But yeah. it's 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 like cool. It's like yeah, real reality yeah, TV. Yeah, reality yeah. TV is a little scripted. You know, there's yeah, a little scriptedness right, in this. Right, this right. this is definitely not scripted because yeah. he can't script it you yeah know? no no so like to see yeah some like reality tv and it, yeah they're just their stories it's just so like two kids that just have a dream and you're just following them and unfortunately like with life yeah they have their struggles and everything but yeah it was so unique and like it's a great coming of age movie mm-hmm. you know it, ma- it made me like it, it reminded me of how i felt when i graduated high school kind of in the anxiety i felt and like the where what do i do now of 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 the whole thing and uh, just seeing the characters figure out that too mm. I, I just love you know yeah. I, it, it it's one of the i guess it's like one of the best coming of age movies ever if you want to say that yeah just because yeah. the story is so good it feels mm-hmm. like a movie yeah no, didn't this feel like a movie no it did yeah it no, felt like, like a movie you forget you forget at points like yeah, it's real life it is it's this real, is life. real life this actually happened yeah. yeah yeah um incredible <laughs>